On this episode of the SSI Executive Conversations podcast, Darwin sits down with Bernie Haffey to talk about how to create a high-performance management system that puts the focus on the voices of the customer, employee, and stakeholder in that order. Bernie is the CEO and founder of Haffey & Co., and has been helping companies improve their quality management systems for well over a decade. He's also the author of Cutting Through, Your Company's High Performance Management System. This episode is split into two parts, so make sure to check back soon for part two. All right, well, I, I'm extremely excited to have Bernie Haffey of Haffey and Company as our guest for Executive Conversations and our MedTech podcast. So welcome today. I'm so excited to get the opportunity to talk to you and share some of your experiences and insights with our following. Thanks, Darwin. I'm, I'm honored to be here with you today and looking forward to a robust conversation. Absolutely. And, and I think I'll start out with, uh, I had the opportunity to hear you on a, on a podcast with, with uh, Jeff Pardot that was very impactful. And then the opportunity to read your book, Cutting Through. And there were so many scenarios in that book that for me were, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That really resonated with me and aspects of it that I, I think I believed and thought were correct, but hadn't had them laid out in that fashion. And even in our growth as a company, trying to improve our quality management system in terms of how we bring value to candidates and companies and create best practices. There were so many aspects of that that really meant something to me and um, even areas where we can then continue to improve. So maybe you could start us off. I think the one of the major things that really resonated to me and coming from corporate America, so many co companies focusing on on stock value and, you know, financials. I was at one company. I felt like we trained our, um, we trained our customers to take advantage of us at the end of every quarter because of, of course we did things. So when you look at voice of the customer, voice of the employee, and then the financial stakeholders coming third, uh, maybe that, that might be a great place for us to start. Yeah. Well, that, um, you know, that goes to the core management theory. Uh, and I, be I believe you have to have uh, a, a strong theory or point of view on how to lead before you can practice effectively. And um, I'll just tell you a little bit about, you know, how I learned about uh, this management system and quality principles uh, for the first time was back in 1997 at a company called Summit Technology here in Waltham, Massachusetts. And and I, I had ascended to a vice president sales and marketing role at a West Coast company in the intraocular lens business. And I thought I was sort of thought I was, you know, I had arrived at, at, at the leadership uh, level uh, <laughs> until until I met this system and really started to learn about quality principles and practices. And what I discovered was that I was a results manager. I was a I was a very good results manager. If, uh, if, 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 the, if the financial goal was to hit uh, a certain number of dollars or a certain number of units, I'd find a way to get there. Uh, unintended consequences aside, uh, very similar to what you're talking about, you know, driving 
at the end of the quarter for result. Yeah. And you know what I learned in this system, and 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 in, in particular about management theory, is that it starts with leading indicators of future success. Uh, and what I mean by that is employee willingness to recommend your company as a place to work in the future. That's a leading indicator. That's not a lagging indicator. You ask willing, or would you be, if somebody asked you in the future, would you willingly recommend uh, this, this company as a place of work? And it starts there uh, with the, again, the belief that if you measure and continually improve employee willingness to recommend they're going to do a better job serving the customer. And you're going to link that employee willingness to recommend to higher and higher levels of customer willingness to recommend. And you, if you're effective at this, you, in essence, your customers become part of your marketing and sales organization because they're highly willing to recommend your product or service to others. And then thirdly is the financial health of the organization. And that is purely lagging. There's, unless you have a process that's got some measures in it that, um, that, that have some forward aspects to them. But generally speaking, the, the financial health of the organization or the shareholder, uh, as we call shareholder branch, is the nuts and bolts. That's your revenue, your margins, your units, your stock value, whatever. All companies that I know, you know that are for profit um, live in a... I would say in our terminology, a shareholder branch. Mm -hmm. If you just live in that branch and you prioritize that over these leading indicators that I just mentioned, your your success will be limited, and um, and you'll have you'll have to recreate that result again and again and again each quarter, uh, again with a lot of unintended consequences on perhaps on the factory, on on the employee, and and even on on the customer, despite the fact that. Yeah, you're hitting a number. And so what I learned in 1997 from my mentor, Dick Palermo, was the importance of having a balanced system that focuses equal weight on the voice of the employee, the voice of the customer, and thirdly, the voice of the shareholder. Mm -hmm. And by managing a balanced system like that, we were able to, we were, took a company that had a $100 million market cap and 1997 to a billion dollar sale, we created 900 million in shareholder value in, in about three and a half years. And at the exit uh, in 2000, I realized that it was the system as much as much, if not even more than the people, you know, like a good football team or hockey team or basketball team that has a great coach and a great system. They're going to win even if they maybe don't have the best players. And that was the kind of my, my takeaway in 2000. And since then uh, I've, I've applied it uh, in a couple other companies where I was a executive uh, VP, chief commercial officer, two companies that I, I led um, and, uh, all in the med tech space. There's so many things, Bernie, that you've said that, that resonate, but what you talked about in terms of being results oriented. And when I started my, career in, in sales. I wasn't a very, very good leader at first. Uh, and then also, you know, I knew how to work hard, but a lot of what you just talked about, you come to certain realizations and what's better for the whole. You talk about companies that are um, the shareholder function. It, it, that made me think of the ivory tower echo chamber. 
if you, if you don't really understand and companies that you've been at or scenarios where you see where people that are in leadership don't necessarily have a good feel for what's going on in the company because I think of, of that type of philosophy. Um, so I think there were several things that you said right there that really resonated. Yeah, I think a lot of companies uh, that I meet for the first time are, are, uh, are living in that financial world. They're, uh, their their priorities are kind of over dictated by the shareholder, if you will. And I, I think, listen, I think you have to know your shareholder and you have to know the value drivers and you have to know the conditions in the future that would uh, delight uh, that key uh, uh, stakeholder. But but you've got to have, you know, that 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 balance. Um, and for me, it you know, it starts with the employee willingness to recommend having a rigorous employee survey uh, process that 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 uh, that looks at that as an output of maybe 10 or so variables uh, that uh, that correlate to that willingness to recommend and understanding okay um, against benchmarks where 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 are the opportunities you know to, to improve is it senior leadership communication is it cooperation between departments? Uh, is it, um, is it recognition? Is it comp, right? And, and understanding uh, sort of from a Pareto standpoint, the one or two things that are going to have the most impact on that and having a system that attacks that in a very structured way. I, as you know, in the book, write about structured problem solving. It's not, that's a quality approach. It, it goes back to Deming's plan, do check act, um, which, by the way, um, is a, 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 a descendant of the scientific method, right? Which is uh, which is why why we're living to 80, 90, 100 years old, and why we're flying on airplanes, you know, millions of miles in our lives, and we have very few um, very few errors, right? You talk about your your mentor in one of the slides of my presentation um, that you, you asked me about the other day, and I I froze, I couldn't remember what it was, but it's that 93% of, uh, you know, it, it, the failures of human versus system uh, scenarios is, is the quote that's on there. And, and the, the sports reference, you know, sports have always meant a, meant a lot to me, but you, you still have to play the game. You don't win on paper. And you look at even some of these areas where, okay, you bring in better athletes or you have uh, better talent that loses to a better system and people that work That's together right. and actually are on the same page versus have more talent that happens pretty regularly. Um, yep. so to your point being systems based and understanding how you bring people value and the way you focus is extremely important. Yeah. And everybody's got to buy into the system for it to be effective. Uh, another mentor, um, that had a dramatic impact on, on, on my views is uh, Bob Palmisano. He was CEO of Summit and later, in, in fact, just exited uh, Wright Medical to Stryker for about $5 billion. And, uh, and he was a basketball guy. And he would use an analogy where, you know, there's 10 seconds on the clock. He calls a timeout. You know, the team's down by a point. And he draws up a play for the five players. 
and you know you could think of those as five executives right and says this you know this is how we're going to execute the play darwin you're going to set the pick bernie you're going to shoot the bat you know you're you're the shooter and you have to say you know even though you might want to be you you might think you're a better shooter and you should have the ball in your hands at that moment the ceo is asking you to set the pick and yeah. and and he said you know bob would say look if four out of five of you go out onto that court and execute the play in that system yeah. and one doesn't how likely are we going to score the winning basket versus even if you think you have a better play or in this case a better management system or process that it really doesn't matter because consensus is and support for the system that you're in is 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 critical and uh and so you can debate and you can uh uh discuss uh you know kind of offline uh improvements to your system but there's you know there's one ceo there's one coach and when that ceo coach calls a play it's incumbent on the leadership to to execute that play or execute within the system within the management system that is agreed and through the methods and through the common language and 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 all of that and when you get to that place uh you as uh, the company slash team is exponentially more effective that that resonates more than you know i mean the first thing i thought of was extreme ownership and how in that book, they talk about if you're not getting what you want from leadership, don't blame leadership. Look at yourself. How are you communicating it? How are you sharing what that is? And also, how open are you to being that you might be wrong? And then making sure that you share that information. But if after that information is shared and the leader decides, no, I hear you, but this is why we're going to do this, then you buy in like it was your like it was your idea. And I just um, coaching an eighth grade basketball uh, team, which, you know, trying to get them to understand the things you control, attitude, effort, how you focus, and everybody wants to score. But the person that makes the pass and that executes on the play and sets the pick is just as important as the person that scores or That's for a right. while, that person's never going to get the shot. They're never going to get to score. So, uh, yeah, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a hockey guy, so you know I can talk a lot about systems in hockey. But you know, if you on the forecheck you're pursuing the puck, there's generally you know three guys pursuing the puck in 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 the um, in the offensive zone. You're in pursuit. How? What's the logic by which we're going to do that? Right? What's the structure through which we're going to do that? Um, and by logic, I mean you know. If the puck goes out the weak side, then what? If it goes out the strong side, then what? And 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 in a, a great hockey team, there's a one, two, three. One is the first guy on the puck. Two is 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 backing him up on the strong side, and three is high in the slot. And and then it transitions very effortlessly to from you know pursuit to possession. It puts you in a great place to offensively and if if you don't win the battle you've got that third guy high and 
and and he's going to be instantly be part of your defense, right? And so that logic, that structure is so critical to an effective four check. Compare that to, you know, three guys going 100 miles an hour into the zone with no logic, no structure. How effective they could be faster than the three guys that are playing through a system, uh, maybe even stronger and bigger and everything else. But if they're not, you know, if they're not hunting in a pack with an agreed set of rules, they're just not, you know, they're, 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 they're not going to be as effective. So I, I love, uh, I love all these sports analogies as it applies to systems. Proactivity versus reactivity. And I think it, it, you talking about, okay, calling the timeout and sharing what the play is. And even if you don't agree with it, that's not the time to determine, to, to, to share your idea either. Uh, Dean Smith used to say that, Hey, if you can't hit the shot wide open 60% of the time, not in the game with pressure and somebody guarding you, then you shouldn't be shooting it in the actual game. And That's as, right. as a clinician or, you know, having worked in ER, ICU and critical care scenarios, you have to be able to make decisions quickly and you have to be able to do things in a reactionary setting, but it's different because you're practicing and planning and executing, practicing what to do in that scenario. And then hopefully each time you get more comfortable under, under that pressure. Um, but that's the proactivity of preparing for it. And in the same way, what you're talking about, you have to practice what you want to be good at and um, everything that you just talked about. I'm not a hockey guy, even though I actually like hockey now because I had somebody that had me go to a game and, uh, and I actually think it's great now back when I was younger, I, I didn't. I was like, hockey, where's the basketball game? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, again, that to me speaks of proactivity, teamwork, how you communicate and being able to uh, have, as you said, uh, an objective and an understanding with the mission, the vision and the why is that everybody buys into. Yep. For part two, make sure to follow Shurig Solutions on social media and LinkedIn. And as always, thanks for listening, and we hope this brought you value.